2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary, here to talk about everything that happened. The one title that changed hands. The Fiend debuts in the ring in his first full-length match against Finn Balor. So much more happened tonight. Matt Morgan, this was the shortest SummerSlam since 2014 on the main card. What did you think of the action tonight? Great timing. Um, there were some matches that lagged there a little bit and dragged a little bit. We'll get into it when we get into the match. Um, match by match uh, talk, but uh, I dug the pay per view. I liked it a lot tonight. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a good show. It was entertaining the whole way through. Um, the The fiend was awesome, um, <clears throat> and I thought the main event was great. Um, so yeah, it was just a. It was a good show. So starting it off, let's uh, go through the kickoff quickly. Oni Lorcan versus Drew Gulak. Matt, the, the match you were no. looking forward to. <laughs> no, why are we even talking about the pre show? Because. You know, we want to give respect to these guys. People out there that didn't see it, right? Yeah. Including, I didn't watch it. I don't watch the pre-show. Drew Gulak yeah. retained. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, I think I hear my kid doing jumping jacks right now. He <laughs> talked for the first time. Hey, did you hear that? All because of this. <laughs> Just, nobody cares. <laughs> it was a big night for Jewish wrestling fans. Matt Goldberg won. Gulak won. <laughs> you know, if only MJF had been on the card, it would have been fantastic. It would have been like Hanukkah in August. Um, <laughs> after that, we went to Buddy Murphy versus Apollo Crews. This match wasn't really announced ahead of time. Um, they did this. Murphy uh, won by DQ because Rowan came and uh, beat the crap out of him uh, for snitching to Roman. <laughs> Yeah, that was interesting. There was no Roman Reigns tonight at all. Like not even an appearance. Was it? Was it a good match? Though? Those two were really good in the ring. Was it good? It, well, it was there for the DQ, right? So it's like they started this match, but right before it really got going, Rowan came out and did the attack. Uh, to your point, Raj, I thought given that this was a three and a half hour main card tonight, they did that Roman recap during the show. They had this on the pre-show. They had Daniel Bryan backstage. I'm shocked they didn't do something with Roman tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I thought at least a, a backstage promo or something. But, yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay with that because this is going to shift into the number one slot, this this angle. Do you know what I mean? And we're going to see it every single week at nauseum. Hopefully it's going to be good. Both guys are awesome, especially DB. So I'm, I'm cool with this. Yeah. And then we had Elias come out to the ring. He was doing his thing and interrupted by Edge. Edge, who hit him with the spear. Yeah. Edge was on the freaking pre-show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn you, you gotta you gotta watch it. <laughs> yeah, really. Two hours of pre-show for three short matches and, and Edge, but Edge Edge looked good. He, uh, he had his hair back; it was all long. Uh, yeah, he hit the spear. He, I think that's the first time he's done anything physical uh, since he retired. I've not seen. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, I, I remember Seth was going to curb stomp him once. You know, when the authority was holding him down, but I don't think Edge ever actually hit a Def- spear or anything since. Definitely not a spear. No. Yeah. And wow. then we closed uh, the kickoff show with the women's tag team titles match, the Iconics versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, with Alexa and Nikki retaining. Um, this was kind of a short match. I was having stream issues like crazy, and I'm assuming you guys and our audience were as well. What do y'all think of the new WWE app and its stability? I like it. I had to put in my damn password all over again, so I had to go search high and low because I don't remember what the password was. And then, on Make Matters Worse, it's a, it's an impossible toolbar to fast forward or rewind. Mm. It's impossible. If you fast forward just a smidgen, you like four hours into the damn show, you miss the whole thing. Yeah. It, yeah, I, I think, and I think just in general with the, the streaming issues tonight, it seemed like a lot of people were having issues uh, throughout do, the night. Do, 
Do you think that's because so many people were coming on to watch the beginning of the show at the same time? I, I, I just think it's this new partner that they have. They're with Endeavor now. Um, and yeah, they up, up, updated the app. Um, uh, you know, people have been having issues since they've updated it a couple of weeks ago. So oh. yeah, it was weird. Like at the end of the Alexa Bliss match, uh, like it, it froze, and then all of a sudden, as Alexa's going for the pin, you hear the announcer saying, you know, that they won the match. It was it was just oh. really weird. It was all out of sync, and I had to like go reboot. Um, but yeah. It kind of didn't happen in an important match, you know, a, bit, a bigger match. It, it did it for me during Bray, and I didn't want to, like, Ooh. get out of the, Like, the audio was out of sync. It was, like, 10 seconds off. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I didn't I, want to, like, turn it off. And, <laughs> yeah. And I tried it on everything today. I tried it on Roku, PC, Xbox, Apple TV, and I kept switching back and forth between them. Um, it was just bad. Well, because when you're on Twitter, I had... Uh, wrestling websites in my feed ruining matches 30 seconds before I saw the ending. <laughs> like, how annoying is that? That I'm watching, paying attention, and I'm just like, oh, hey, this, they read it, and then it happens 30 seconds later. Um, that was terrible. Uh, most notable thing about the Iconics versus Alexa and Nick Cross, did they explain this? Why Corey Graves was bagging on Alexa Blitz tonight for a change? Uh, no, I guess maybe she's a babyface now. Okay, there you have it. She was acting uh, like one. Yeah. Uh, then we started the main card. We opened with a submission match for the Raw Women's title, Natalia versus Becky Lynch. Both coming out like they looked, they looked like they could be a tag team in this gear tonight, or maybe both members of like a female hard rock band or something. Um, but they put on a very good 25 minute match. Matt, what did you think of this and Becky retaining? I dug it a lot. I, I did. I even loved the part. I don't know if you guys caught this when Natalia was in the uh. She was in the sharpshooter, and her yeah. way of getting out of it actually looked really believable. It usually looks hokey when they do something like that, but it looks really, really good. Her roll through and the momentum threw back into the buckle. Another thing that looked, but I was surprised at this. I can't believe I'm saying this because those girls both could probably work circles around me, but there was one part that was terrible. It was when um, Natalia hit the ropes and went to go fly at a, a sitting up uh, Becky with a flying drop kick to the chest, to the face. And she pulled up like a foot short in the middle of the air. Like mm. there's like a foot gap. So Beckett's like grabbed an ankle, grabbed an ankle, and put the sharpshooter on her. That move, when you fly at somebody with a flying drop kick, you're meant to fly at your opponent who's sitting up on the ground with and spread your legs at the last second to go into your opponent's armpits who hooks you. See, hooks you. Yeah. And then stand up and roll through and then put the sharpshooter on. Like I shouldn't be saying that because it was, because Natalia is a freaking master in that ring but it, that was a really big hole in the match but uh great match great time they got i love that they got 25 minutes to tell that story yeah and uh great crowd yeah i think the show started hot raj what'd you think yeah i agree i thought it was a great opener i thought uh becky looked really good here the, the crowd was not uh anti-becky they did have dueling chance yeah have, like a becky sucks she, at one point but i thought yeah, I thought it'd be a lot worse though for her. Right, and yeah, the uh, the crowd was into it. Um, Natalia looked great. I thought this was a a really strong opener. Becky looked good, and uh, I think it was the right call, you know, to have Becky retain. Definitely. We went from that to Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. Um, you know, more competitive than I thought it was going to be, but I like that Goldberg beat Ziggler three times. <laughs> totally. See what happens? 
Okay, so what happened was uh, Ziggler came out there, and um, then we got Goldberg's entrance. They met in the middle of the ring. Ziggler got the super kick on him. Um, kick, he kicked out of one. Then he got another super kick, but Goldberg got out of it. And then Goldberg hit the spear, um, stood tall, did the jackhammer, pinned him for an easy win. And then it was like something out of sketch comedy where Ziggler got on the mic. I was like, oh, you got lucky. But come back here, pal, and try that again. And he did, and he beat his ass, and then he did the same thing again, calling back a third time and got his ass whooped. Um, so for Goldberg, this was a return to form after uh, the match that was so criticized versus The Undertaker. Um, but what did you think as far as Goldberg matches go? And he was saying, I'm back at the end, which makes me think, yeah. is he going to do he some more? He also just blurts crap out. He's Goldberg. That's, That's true. <laughs> I'm yeah. the same way. You just get so much intensity going, and you start like, <laughs> yeah, crap. That I'm going like there be times, dude, where I have, where like I had I was not in the title picture, dude. Nothing to do with the title picture. And like after my matches, I'll be like, <laughs> doing, doing crap just to figure the moment, you know. And I'm like, well, everybody should be going for the title, right? If anybody ever said anything, they feel alone. But um, like backstage or whatever. But uh, anyways, okay, I, I guys, I can't. I like this. I like Goldberg looking dominant. I love the crowd's reaction. Holy crap, that was awesome! It made it even more cool, uh, like a great thing to watch, right? Yeah. But what I'm talking about earlier on, when I said there's certain things that dragged on, this was one of them, to a degree. Even the finish of the match, Goldberg. Who am I to tell Goldberg? He's a freaking legend, Hall of Famer. This, but I'm gonna. Your your goal as a wrestler is to hit everything in that match at the pinnacle of the reactions that you're trying to elicit from the crowd. He hit up his first spear right before he went home. It was awesome. Game over. Shaking the world. The crowds could not have got any higher. He took forever to pick Dolph up, load him in for the jackhammer, and the crowd started to decrescendo. If you go back and watch it again. He did not hit that at the absolute pinnacle pop of his match into that finish. So if you go back and you watch the one, two, three, it wasn't loud. It wasn't like them going crazy because they just went crazy for 30 seconds waiting for this guy to get up and hit the jackhammer now. Yeah. And he kind of lost him a little bit. And that's on him to, to, to hear that and react and go. He wasn't blown up. It was nothing like that. It's one of those things where I, I was surprised. I, and then – the two spears at the end, obviously. I, I just I'm like, they're gonna turn this dude heel. They're not careful. <laughs> he did come across as a bit of a bully at the end, but uh, <laughs> but man, Ziggler sells that spear like a million bucks. I mean, it looked third one. Holy oh, crap! Yeah. I mean, he he sold the hell out of that. I I thought it was fun. I I enjoyed it. It was what it was. It, you know, it was exactly I what mean, it was super- supposed to be. And, uh, you know, Goldberg is a superstar. The crowd was hot for him. Um, they treated him like that. They thought they saw something so special tonight, and, it, and you could hear it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, we'll see We'll see if he does anything else after this. Uh, you know, I, ideally, I'd like to see him put a younger guy over, uh, you know, in a program with someone younger, yes. like a Drew McIntyre. But, uh, Braun. <laughs> yeah, Braun, Braun would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so after that happened and Goldberg won definitively, we had a United States title match between Ricochet versus AJ Styles. AJ Styles coming out with uh, the original club, Gallows and Anderson, in tow. And Ricochet wearing gear that I think could best be described as Nightwing meets Black Panther. Uh, very different look for him tonight. Uh, these guys had a competitive match. Just for those at home that didn't see it. Go What's ahead. that? He's wearing a top and bottom. He's wearing long yeah, top. sleeves. 
yeah. full full on full on uh, suit superhero Power Rangers. Yeah, it's kind of like a almost like Goldus outfit, but with like a Venom design. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was cool. It was different. Uh, AJ Styles ended up winning this match, uh, but these guys, what did what, what did you think of the match? Given your expectations for this match. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it, but like, note to Ricochet: you're shredded. You're shredded <laughs> wheat. You're the last dude on that roster that wears anything covering those abs, brother. You are <laughs> shredded, shredded gets, dude. You don't ever hide that crap. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but it was cool. It was different. It was a different look. He's going to get a cool new action figure out of it. So for that reason, that was smart. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Um, that's why I used to have different color trunks because. Um, I remember Tavari once told me he's like, dude, you get if you get different gear, you get an opportunity maybe to have another figure made again. We get royalties <laughs> for that. Even with TNA, same thing. Um, anyway, so I thought it was a good match. Uh, the finish was incredible. Yeah. Um, I dug Gallo's face paint. Believe it or not, I thought that was kind of cool tonight. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah. the match was good. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we had higher expectations for this match. I'm thinking right because these two are r- ridiculous, but they've got longer they've got a longer layer in the storyline still left that we'll see play it out and the finish uh ricochet went for the corkscrew from the top but aj immediately caught him put him into a styles clash hit that for the pin to retain uh what'd you think of this rush i was actually kind of surprised that was a finish i thought ricochet was going to kick out because you know just he knowing them, off the top rope right i mean they and just these guys they kick out of a lot of stuff so <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah. So I was expecting that to be like the start of the finish, not uh, not them going home. But I thought the match was good. But yeah, I was a little disappointed. Um, but um, yeah, I think uh, I, it, I, I like that they're putting some steam on the club. So it was probably best for AJ to get the win here. Um, but they were annoying. They were annoying me, and I'm fans of them. <laughs> yeah. like, they were. They were really like pes- pesky and annoying. Like they're like oh, screwing up this match. I've been wanting to watch these two wrestle forever. Stop effing it up. <laughs> Which is the point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, they're no. good heels. And we had that backstage moment on the pre show. Did you catch that, Matt? With uh, AJ <laughs> in the club with Finn Balor talking to him, giving him uh, two sweets. So it was kind of foreshadowing maybe something in the future. I hope so. Yeah. Oh, my God. What do you do? Because you have two workhorses in, out of the four. What do you do? Yeah. And it was you, weird that Jake. The, the worker, the end of a tag team, then you have the monster or right, the, like the, the Batista. Yeah. yeah, that kind of role. Yeah, you know what I mean. What do you do with two workhorses like that? Right. And it was weird that AJ was calling Finn little brother. Uh, oh my god, did he really? Yeah. <laughs> it's like he was in the club first. He was in WWE first, and AJ is acting like the elder statesman. I do like that for AJ. I'm a big, you know, whatever. Yeah. And hey, maybe they're uh, opening the door for when Finn comes back in a couple months to to do something with them. I really hope. So we have he, he needs a he needs something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of something new, speaking of opening doors, let's take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, guys. Remember the days when you're always good to go. Used to be all about the SummerSlam, and now, well, it's more Survivor Series, or maybe on a bad night, hell of a set, hell in a cell. You could use some money in the bank to get your sex life back on track, and that's why you want Blue Chew to increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed. So listen up, BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. 
Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. This is science. This is engineered. You know it's the stuff that works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they are chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Uh, you know what they say, Raj Giri in the streets, Matt Morgan in the sheets. Blue Chew is going to make that happen. I like that, Raj. I know. Why, why me? She used your name in that. Uh, it's more <laughs> illustrative, you know? Uh, but no, you heard us talk about it. Go back and listen to last night's Takeover podcast for Raj's very awkward endorsement of this. Uh, we won't retread the details <laughs> here. But yes, Blue Chew is all about that something extra. Partners everywhere agree. Satisfied customers everywhere agree. So well-reviewed. People love it. And remember, it's not just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function to enhance their performance and get that extra confidence where it counts. If you talk that good game, if you're one and done, Blue Chew can help you follow through for round two, three, four, and more. Prescribed online. Ship straight to your door in a discreet package. No in-person's doctor's visit. No waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. So easy to do online. Get that prescription. Fill out a simple questionnaire. Ships right to you they're made in the usa and they prepare and ship direct so they're cheaper than a pharmacy we've got a special deal for our listeners visit bluechew.com get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code winc just pay five dollars shipping that's promo code winc at bluechew b-l-u-e chew.com to try it free and let me tell you you're gonna get a pouch you're gonna get a bluechew pouch with like uh four or five samples in it they're not stingy with this so uh, definitely give it a try see what you think try it a few times you're gonna love it Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Back to SummerSlam. We got uh, Ric Flair backstage with the Street Profits. Raj? This was, I'm sorry. This was pretty good. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. But this was pretty good, actually. I'm not a fan of them transitioning other characters. They're getting them over. But uh, I thought this was pretty decent, actually. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought this was the best use of the street profits yeah. on the main roster since they've been on. And Flair, it just it just works, you know. Like, yes. So I, I thought it was cool. Um, hey, what's his, what's what's the really charismatic uh, one's name again? Uh, Montez Ford. Yeah, he dropped an elbow. He he's really good. Yeah, really good. Now, uh, Raj, I don't think you had anything to drink tonight, but could you give us sort of your impression, your rendition of the street profits segment <laughs> that just blew the crowd away last night? <laughs> Well, I mean, it was kind of the same thing. Hey, man, you see what happened on SummerSlam earlier tonight? Oh, my God. Um, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of those guys. But the, the recap in the show, just it just comes across as lame to me. But, yeah. but uh, this segment I thought was good. And Flair, it just works. No, absolutely. It was good to see him uh, in good health. We got the SmackDown Women's title match tonight. Ember Moon versus Bailey. Oh, this was a tough one. This is where I felt like yeah. they were losing the crowd. Matt, what did you think of this match? You just hit it on the head. Yeah. That's why I was to this match. I did not enjoy it. I liked Ember Moon's entrance, so there's always that. Yeah, it basically after that entrance, it kind of it was just downhill. Um, the crowd was not into Bailey. Um, they they clearly don't see this title as anything special, and this match was just it was just there. I mean, the crowd did not care at all. Um, and then Bailey getting a win. I mean, Ember's. I mean, they've been treating her weekly. I mean, like just booking her week the last few weeks. So I, I almost thought she was going to win here because of that. But uh, mm-hmm. then she still ends up losing. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I, I mean, I had I never go online and check news and stuff anymore. Like I used to, but I could have sworn on one of my YouTube channels like something popped up about Sasha coming back and being healed or something like that. 
Oh, it's there are sites out there that are always saying like Sasha's coming back, you know, like, up, yeah, just know, making stuff up. But that was never on Wrestling Inc. And uh, <laughs> it's uh, I mean, when she does come back, I, I think uh, they could use her. Yes. Well, perhaps telling tonight, we got a new Cricket Wireless commercial with Charlotte, which means we're not even going to be seeing that Sasha Banks Cricket Wireless commercial anymore. I wonder if there might be something to read into that, that she's not coming back. The Flair one was, is better, for what it's worth. With the big green uh, phallic-looking object? <laughs> I thought so. Yeah. yeah. And, and those, those just get old after a while, too. So. It's true. Although they still show the Dolph Ziggler one occasionally. And the Sheamus one. So who knows? We'll see. Um, after, so that match, Bailey won. She retained. And then Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon. The stipulation of Kevin Owens quits, he's going to quit or loses. He's going to quit the WWE if he lost the match. And uh, Elias was out there as the special guest enforcer. Um, Matt, on the, on the scale of Shane McMahon mat, uh, matches, how did this uh, rank for you? There's so much holes in his work. Do you know what I mean? Like to ask these guys to sell certain things, like even his clubs to the back, which is the simplest thing for a wrestler to do. You, you hit, you bend the guy over, kick him in the stomach to bend, get him bent over, right? And to hit the area of your back, right below your neck area, not your back is flat mm-hmm. out, but your arm is the easiest thing to do. You can, it's called chopping wood, and you can hit your opponent as hard as you want, and he's going to be safe. It's a safe area. Shane can't, wasn't even doing that right. He yeah. was like doing his little. It was terrible looking. Um, I felt terrible for KO. He's in Toronto. Oh my God, he's been a little boy going and watching wrestling WWF and WWE in in this in, in this area, right? Yeah. And here's his big opportunity to come back home. He's gonna do this, carry this guy through the match. He did for what its all intents and purposes. Um, the crowd was into KO. Obviously, they stayed into him. They lost him a little bit there. And he got him back there at the end, which was cool. Um, super annoyed by the outside interference, not in a good wrestling heel kind of way, like the OC did. I was saying to earlier. Yeah, I was more annoyed with what's his name on the outside. It was just, Yeah, it was so predictable. Yeah, Shane. Yeah. Shane has killed the momentum of both Elias and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. yeah. Where was Drew McIntyre tonight? I don't know. I don't know. He was MIA. Um, I mean, yeah, Matt. I mean, your your point. Uh, to your point. Part of a Shane McMahon match is you put up with the crappy offense that he has, so he does the big spot. You know, you're kind of waiting for yeah. him jumping off a table <laughs> or you know through a table. And you didn't have that here, so so yeah, the match just looked it just it just looked sloppy whenever Shane was on offense. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I've already forgotten about this match. It was just kind of there. Yeah, good pop for KO. I think that uh, they could put him into something good after this. I hope, man. I just. If we didn't see Shane again on WWE TV, like I think he he needs to go away for a year or two now if he's going to come back and bring it back as a face. If we can maybe erase the memory of this heel turn. You said the finish. The finish. Oh, uh, so yeah. Oh, I mean, Owens dropped him with the stunner, right? I mean, he kicked him, um, kicked him below the belt when the ref was turned around. He kept doing this thing with the chair. Is he going to attack him? Is he not? Uh, but then ultimately, yeah, below the belt and then dropped him with the stunner for the pin to win and keep his job. After that, he stood tall and posed. Um, Shane was on the mat. Him and Elias exited. Yeah, and I hope this is the last we've seen of Shane for a while because uh, this has just been. This a- is where the show started to pick up 
after yeah. this. Yeah. Charlotte Flair versus Trish Stratus. Uh, Trish coming back. Matt, I kept hoping you were right that Trish was going to win this. I'm, I'm going to be honest. This was my favorite match of the night. Really? I really dug this. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan. Trish's bulldog toward the end, you know, Stratisfaction was fantastic. Um, um, but there's some things that Charlotte did in tonight's match. I was like, oh. she went for a spear in the corner. I don't know if you guys caught this. She and um, Trish dodged it. And just a simple thing where she ate the second buckle at like 100 miles an hour. Just her athleticism, her timing, everything is always perfect with Charlotte. Like everything she does is a 10. As yeah. far as performance goes, and timing, the timing on that is, I can't even begin to explain it to you. You give yourself a concussion, i.e., Goldberg, and many other wrestlers that try to do something like that. But then you got to pull up and hit your face in the second buckle at full speed. Guys, I'm telling you right now, I could do that on my best day. Many guys and girls can't. Um, just everything she does in that ring, that means a 10. Everything. Yeah. You know, nice. her, her talking and smacking her in the face and this is my time, this is my ring near my house. Like it, it all fit the story. And it was a good long, longer than expected match for yeah. me. I didn't expect it as long. Trish looked awesome. Awesome. Proverbial baby phase and then some. And the right person won tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean I kind of thought they might have Trish go over here too. Uh, just because they they keep doing that. They bring the legends here and have them beating their younger talent. But Charlotte winning makes all the sense in the world. She's the one that's going to, you know, uh, that's full time. Uh, P.S. I predicted Charlotte winning, uh, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that. Okay. We all picked Trish. Yeah, it's because when we picked Trish. But that's okay. It doesn't matter who wins or loses as long as it was a good match. Um, But this, man, talk about overshadowing Bailey versus Ember. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It was like WrestleMania main event versus the no-name pay-per-view pre-show. Right, a kickoff. But I'm going to say this. I thought last night Io Shirai versus Candice LeRae was a better match than Trish versus Charlotte. I won't argue if I don't know the names of any of them. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Exactly. But this had the star power, the legend, you know, like all, those elements. Yeah. About there's something to be said about having that name brand recognition. Mm-hmm. And it means when it's done by bigger stars and getting bigger reactions from the crowd in a bigger arena, in a bigger feel, bigger stakes. There's right. more. There's something to that. I agree with and that. That's the example. This should have been for the SmackDown Women's Championship tonight. I think this. I mean, it's it really exposed how weak the women's roster is. Uh, I mean, I think Natty is is great, but uh, I mean, Becky. You got Becky and Charlotte, and then who can you put in a feud that could main event a pay per view? You know, that's it. I right. still say Becky and Charlotte. What's your name? So the uh, SmackDown, yeah, yeah, it should be. Um, what's their name? Um, Oscar Warriors. Tag. Yeah, yeah, those two. Yeah. Either one of those two, both of them in singles action, should be there. Yeah, could. Yeah, be. absolutely. Uh, and uh, but yeah, uh, back with this, I thought uh, the ending was great too. And Trish and with the little, uh, you know, uh, the applause at the end, I thought it was uh, just brilliantly booked all the way through. Yeah, and uh, Charlotte won with the figure eight on this. It seemed like Tr- Trish was going to win. Did you think Trish was going to win? She was, she was bridging up and had Charlotte in the figure four? No, that was really cool to see that the fans all did and bit it so hard. I thought that made the match even cooler to watch at home. Yeah, and I like that, uh, you know, that Charlotte beat her with that move when Trish couldn't beat her. It just makes her look, you know, even a little more strong doing it that way. 
good on Trish being able to, I mean, do it. I mean, I know she's like a yoga pro and everything, but it's still impressive to hit that. Yeah. Um, WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, Randy Orton versus Kofi Kingston. Mm. Uh, okay, so <laughs> remember I said the show gets better and started the crescendo. This yeah. one kind of slowed down for me. Yeah. They went a little too long here. Yeah, yeah, this kind of felt like the bathroom break match. The fans that weren't super into it, they were kind of they were booing Kofi tonight. I mean, he um, or it, it wasn't a, a huge boos like they were with Bailey, but he was uh, by the end they were. So I think, uh, yeah, I don't know with, with Kofi's character. I just feel like he need you know they need to change some things up with him. Yeah, I mean, so this match went for a while. It was competitive. We had Kofi doing the stupid Durandy, uh, just talking trash. We were getting really fired up. And then Randy got in the face of Kofi's family. Um, there was a double count out. I don't know how apparent that was to everyone when it happened. I wasn't even sure what happened when the bell rang. But then the announce team really, really made it clear. Uh, once the match ended in that DQ and that double count out, Kofi then just cut loose, started beating the crap out of Randy with a kendo stick. Showing this aggression we haven't really seen with them before. Or what was that, Matt? That that part was good. Yeah, I mean, but they, they were clearly going to further this to Clash of the Champions. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I thought that finish just sucked, and it just you know, like the whole crowd was chanting bullshit after that. Um, it's never a which is funny. Because I want to say that, I wanted to say the crowd, listen, you all didn't like this match anyway. <laughs> you didn't like it slow your rolls right yeah yeah like like now you care you're not getting a finish when you were into it anyway (laughs) you're not fancy go for randy their angle so don't pretend you are now yeah yeah and then we had the match god we're going to spend half the podcast talking about this match the fiend bray wyatt versus finn balor (laughs) right for a short match there's so much to talk about (laughs) yeah go over what happened first so we can talk about it so we had the entrance. We had a Firefly Funhouse entrance. Um, we had the lights go down. We had Bray walking in, carrying a lantern that was Bray Wyatt's head with the mouth, uh, like, spread agape with the lantern inside of it. Um, that's where he was carrying the dreadlocked head, like it was an old Bray Wyatt head the Fiend was carrying. Bray Wyatt. It looked more like a little car, but big bone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was carrying that head coming in there. Um, new version of his theme song. That was a little like industrial, a little harder. Um, came into the ring. It was just such a cool entrance. Finn Balor, they really uh, played up sort of the good versus evil. Finn in all white coming in. On the pre-show, they hyped up Sam Roberts, JBL. These guys were the voice of the truth on the pre-show saying, what ego, what arrogance, what naivete Finn Balor has to be thinking he can beat the Fiend just as Finn without reaching on the demon, calling it out there. But yeah, Finn came out there uh, looking surprisingly confident in all white. Bray came out. Now, what's interesting about this match is unlike these attacks that the Fiend, that Bray Wyatt has been doing, the lights were fully on for this match. We did not get the spotlight, the mood lighting, except for the entrance um, that we had. Uh, And then I think the biggest surprise was that the match was a little competitive. Finn had his legs, got some uh, offense in. This wasn't just a quick squash. It was maybe a, what, three to five minute match, uh, bell to bell. But at the same time, what, what did you call it off the air, Raj? A competitive squash. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in addition to winning on this, we saw something that for me, not since uh, the days of Zeus, no holds barred, uh, Bray Wyatt doing a neck snap move. 
that on Twitter shocked a lot of people. Vince McMahon talking about the blood and guts of AEW didn't approve the curb stomp for many years. Um, and we saw here what literally in, in uh, my beloved movie Bloodsport, which Raj Geary has never seen, is the death move, the next snap. Bray Wyatt did that to Finn Balor tonight in the ring uh, before getting the victory. This was brutal. This was intense. This was unlike what we are used to seeing in WWE programming. And uh, man, I hope they don't screw Dude, this up. Your recap of this is brutal. I asked you to say what happened in the match, not give us your opinion. I think that was something about it. Clapping your gums, telling everyone at home and see the show what happened in the match. All you did was give your opinion on certain things in this match. I narrated what happened. You didn't go over how Finn. You said he got a lot of offense and this and that. Um, the, listen, folks, the main thing with this match that was really, really, really important because we're just going to talk about the match, apparently. Um, did nothing like you've ever seen. There's no question about that. This was very different. The match didn't look hokey. It didn't look Halloween-y. It didn't look corny as hell. It looked dope as hell. Um, the only thing with the sister, he, he went into the sister Abigail, and uh, this is when Finn started mounting like a little bit of a comeback. And I'm going, what the? He should not be selling. He should not be getting – if he gets punched, he needs to be eating people's fists at this point, like literally eating them and spitting in people's fists out. That's how, like, indomitable he needs to be right now. And super powerful and super, you know, mystical powers or whatever you want to call it, like Undertaker-esque, right? He should not be selling. Michael Myers mode punching. You know what I mean? Like nothing hurts Jason, him. That's what that should have been. Him, he would just be standing there, yes. Yeah, yeah. he just should not be selling. He's bumping. Bumping, bumping. Yeah. You know, and I didn't like that at all. Um, I don't know if you caught this. Finn friggin' hit his, like, um, whatever the hell it's called, double foot stomp to his neck. Yeah. Oh, it hit him right in the neck. He's lucky he didn't catch his Adam's apple. Hmm. Braze. Go back and watch it. It was bad. It's nasty. Um, but bottom line was, Homeboy is super over, Bray. Um, that character is insanely over. The fans did not know what to do. And that's very rare, is to have the fans sit there with silence after the match for like what felt like what 15 20 seconds and then we got a that was awesome chant yeah i've never seen that before yeah where there's a delay in looking around and wondering like what the what the hell did we just see here right i don't know but that was awesome you know what i mean right yeah 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 it's like exit his exit ray wyatt's exit is awesome love his entrance love his exit yeah this whole i mean this was probably in a lot of ways the best part of the show as far as uh yeah, something new, something different. The crowd's super into it. It was awesome. Uh, his entrance, his exit. Uh, I agree with you, Matt. I, I feel like he shouldn't have sold it all. Uh, you know, his first time out. He's, he's got this, and he's already seems like he's got this character down. Even though this was his first time on TV to with his hands and stuff. Like, is yeah. it going to continue? Right? Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, it's the... uh, it really cool. I, I'm going to watch it again when we're done. <laughs> okay, here's my question: with Fans at home chanting "Zowie Wowie." Do we feel that that's going to hurt him? <laughs> there does seem to be a little bit of a disconnect when he's There's looking all ha, scary ha, ha, and they're chanting "Yowie Wowie." Yeah, is that what they say? By the way, "Yowie Wowie." Okay. Yeah. Um, that. Because I yeah. can see it think? when he's himself, you know, uh, to do that because that's what he says. But as and, a fiend, and, it just kind of makes it a little. I don't know. It takes the edge off I, a little bit. I said to my wife, she's like, I don't see the big deal. He does it in the promos, right? And I said, can you imagine Undertaker? And, like, they start chanting, like, you know what I mean? Chanting on coin like that. She's like, yeah, but Undertaker wasn't cutting those. And she's right. Yeah. <laughs> she was spot on. Undertaker wasn't cutting these hugely nerdy babyface promos and then morphing into Taker either. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's different. Uh, but I think it works. But to, to your point, Matt, you had a very good point that showing his weakness, if you're watching a Friday the 13th movie, in Jason's first big kill scene, you don't see the hero or somebody be like, oh my God, he has a weakness. Yeah. He's hearing no, the no one's working his knee. No one's trying to drop kick his knee to take him down to one knee first. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah a little early for that. Uh-huh. They could they could have just destroyed Finn. And interesting that Finn mm-hmm. was was up on his knees. He was standing up practically yeah, at the end I, of this I match. Like yeah. I that. He's yeah. about to have time off. He should have left on a stretcher. <laughs> yeah. No, yes. You're absolutely yeah. right. He should have been scooped up with a spatula out of that ring. Yeah. What did you think, guys? What did you think of him being pinned with the mandible claw? Oh, that was it. I like that. I thought it was a a, a different uh, a variation of doing that, you know, because Foley would always get people to to submit, right? Or he would pin them. They, 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 they pass out. Yeah. And he passed out too, which I thought was cool. It's like maybe the ref didn't see him pass out. He just sees his shoulders on the mat, so he's counting them and then noticed he was passed out. Yeah. I don't know. Because they can go either way, which is cool. Yeah. Because that's real. That was real. That really happened. That's probably what the reaction would be for the rap, I would think. And it, yeah, and it looked great. It looked brutal. Um, I, I like. I love this whole thing. I'm gonna watch it. Like, like I said, I'm gonna watch like it again the, after. Like the exit too. Yeah. Because I kept that once the bell rung, I was like, okay, I can't wait to see what the exit is. Like, how are they gonna get him out of the ring? I kept thinking they'd do the sting gimmick or taker gimmick where he'd be like doing his laugh and then he just would disappear. Mm-hmm. But popping him up at the top of the ramp, the ramp and have the, the camera right up on him on the angle that they did. Man, dude, that was scary. And the music was not corny. Right. Yeah. Anybody who tried this, if they tried this and they played that music, we would be laughing our asses off calling this some bootleg Halloween crap. <laughs> this was not any of that. This was like legit scary music and legit scary vibe. I'll be honest. It was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Home awesome. run. All in the presentation, right? I mean, AEW's Dark Order or whatever sucks. Uh, and this is incredible. That's the example. Oh, my God. Yes, yes that's the example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nickel and Dime, Junior University. Like, I don't even know what you, want, what you want to call it. There's nothing scary about it. There's nothing, like, even creepy about their stuff. It's just so cool. Well, it's corny. Yeah. You know? And that's the risk you run in year 2019 doing, like, mystical powers or evil powers or, you know, stuff like that. But yet, bright, dude home run yeah yeah especially when wwe does it like this i mean wwe when i mean you know when they're at the top of their game they're i mean they could be awesome with this kind of stuff like you know back in the day with the stuff with taker and uh how much do you think those so much just has to be brad adams no offense to wwe i just don't trust them i trust like bray's crazy mind for the business though to somehow like been thinking about this for so long with time his time off yeah yeah i'm sure he's uh I'm sure it's mostly Bray that, that you're seeing, like a, oh, and the the type of music and the stuff that he does. I'm sure. I'll, yes, that's a lot of the lantern. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. lantern gimmick too. Cool. Yeah, that was neat. Yeah, I mean, can't say enough good things about this. I mean, there's some minor things that I think could have been better, but still, far and away, this is the best thing in the WWE right now. Oh yeah, by a wide margin. Um, the next snap. Again, I would be surprised if they do that again. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I should have talked about that. I'm shocked they did that. The crowd was shocked yeah. they did that. You could hear the gas. Not a good gas, but a, they really just do that. Yeah. You know, gas. They're going to get some smack for that. Watch. I had to Google it. So apparently you can actually kill someone that way. It's not as easy as in the films. Oh. 
but more danger of like permanent paralysis. Um, yeah, where do we draw the line? Where we're, we're curb stomping people through cinder blocks, dude. Yeah. Right. Sledgehammers to people's heads. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, a pile driver okay, or power bomb. Vehicular homicide. <laughs> <laughs> you never saw that as a kid, though. Someone's like, oh, I'm going to, you know, What about the rock being back in the game? was being ran yeah. over by a freaking 18 wheel. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he was hitting the head with a hammer. Remember, that was the before <laughs> they hit him with the 18 wheel or they hit him with a hammer. No, uh, <laughs> my question is something different about this, though. Don't we agree? This was a little. Uh, I feel more violent. You're going to get something for this. You guys don't. Oh wait, wait. They can't. It wasn't on the network. It was on WWE Network, so they could do it, right? I mean, I would. Think, I, I mean, they used to do this all the time with Zeus. Remember, that was his finisher. I mean, how many? How many matches did Zeus <laughs> to wrestle? How many matches did Zeus wrestle in the WWE? That was his yeah. and run-ins and things like that. And I was terrified that he was going to be the one to finally end Hulkamania. Yeah, I mean he's he only did three matches, but he would do the but he would do like the the build to the matches, and he would do that that neck crank. Yes, yeah. like it wasn't a run in; it was a walk in for him. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we were talking about this. That was the moment in Bloodsport. That was the thing in Bloodsport in Kumite when he when he murdered the guy. Well, he didn't murder him; he ended up uh, being alive but paralyzed. But still, like that was that in the movies. That was like the Roadhouse. That was always the moment where it's like, oh my god, this is mm-hmm. some next level dark shit. Um, so no, yeah. it was very surprising to see. Uh, uh, more, yeah. But not surprising is the fact that Raj Giri has never seen Bloodsport, <laughs> which was uh, I mean, back up for it. Yeah, I'm shocked at that too. Raj, you never seen Bloodsport. Yeah, yeah. You all need to get on up for that. He's never a big Van Dam um, guy. Well, well hey, yeah, but that's a that's not a cult classic. That's a classic. Um, but my question is, how as a wrestler would you sell that? Yeah, the neck thing. Like, what do you do? Because that is you're supposed to be dead. Well, that's that's what Hogan would do. Right when 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 Zeus would do it to him, he just he he whip his head back and then just fall to the ground. So, but they yeah. would be dead. Like Finn did more <laughs> stuff. Wasn't he up and like moving around? Did they do other stuff with him? Yeah, uh, yeah. He just before yeah. he did his comeback. Or was it really? Or well, didn't he catch Finn off the top rope after that? So some something had to happen where Finn got his butt up on the top rope to go for his thing, and then he caught him with the mandible claw. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Again, <laughs> like this is your guy. This guy, uh, yeah, he could be undentable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Still, this was great. If you don't watch SummerSlam, watch this match. No, oh, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I love Corey Graves' uh, call of Taker, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, what's the I'm terrible Renee mm-hmm. Renee Young's call of I've never seen um, the the mood or like the 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 air change the atmosphere changed like this before yeah and it i believe yeah this was the i mean this was the closest thing to like when i was a kid with undertaker i mean this was different yeah. you know this felt very very different yeah it's good um telling us come november survivor series would you like to see the fiend retire the undertaker in a match like this tonight Oh, please, Taker. This is the one. He's been searching high and low for that guy to put over. And they made him, you know, they asked him to do it with Brock. They asked him to do it with Roman. I don't necessarily think he was sold on either one. I don't. Yeah. He's always looking for that next big guy or this type of character, quite frankly. Yeah. That, that's that of, uh, you know, he, 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 he wanted to work Mordecai. Mordecai was a big, was supposed to be the, like the white version of Undertaker. Like, you know what I mean? He really was. Yeah. So Taker's always been looking for that younger talent to put over like that. This is the one right now. Yeah, yeah for sure. It really would be awesome. Yeah, 
no, I think uh, the Fiend should not lose for a very long time. This is the most interesting thing in all of uh, the WWE right now. Got to keep it going. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. No, not one part that said, oh, this is kind of corny. I'm embarrassed watching this if somebody walked in. You know what I mean? Not at all. No. No, no it was creepy. I mean, we had people over and they weren't, I mean, it wasn't cringy. They were like, this is what the hell is going on here? Like, this thought this was wrestling. <laughs> well, this was, yeah, it's kind of the opposite where I'd almost want to, you know, I'd probably shut it off. My yes. daughter's walked in because it's that scary, you know, not because yeah. it's corny or, you know, uh, raunchy, but just it's, it would freak them out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Then the Universal title match. Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins is the new Universal champion after a surprisingly competitive, uh, surprisingly long for a Brock Lesnar match. What did you think of this, Matt? Awesome. And what a feat to follow that. Yeah. If I'm... No, Roman Reigns. If I'm... um, Good Lord, I'm having a brain fart. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. I'm getting old. Um... I'd be like, oh, God. did you guys have to put him on before <laughs> us? Good Lord. You know what I mean? That's what we talk backstage, you know, in their heads. Like, ugh, to their opponent, go, we got to follow this, you know? Yeah. Sometimes some guy competitive say, don't matter, we're going to go kill what that just was. And very rarely is it done, you know? And um, this match was a great main event. This was really everything much better than I expected it to be. The right guy won. And he got over. If you guys go back and watch the beginning of this on, he was not over. No. The crowd was not feeling Seth. And then they came. But that frog splash into the table, that definitely got them back and thinking, all right, this is like we got our Seth back with the burn it down. They're really there for it with the burn it down chance now. They're coming really alive with him and feeling him. And then they went into the false there, and then they finally he, he hit his finish. Um, they really popped huge for this. So yeah. I think he's back is we'll see itch. we'll see we'll see how they respond to him tomorrow but uh what do you think about him crying did it add to it or take away take away from me i can see if it was his first time winning the title it's one thing but you know yeah i wonder if that was legit because of how much he's he's gone through right he's gone through quite a lot in the last like few months just right With, yeah Oh, he know he's not stupid. He knows he's not getting the reaction he once was, and he's been given the ball and then some to be the hood ornament of this co- hood ornament. Easy for me to say, of this company, you know. And he knows he probably dropped it along the way, and um, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's got to be a lot of pressure. So, um, yeah. so yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if uh, if if that was real or not with the crime, but I thought this match it just seemed very believable. I, you know, when Brock. Wants to, he can go. I mean, he's uh, he, he and his matches are so different than everyone else out there. Um, so yeah, this... to watch Brock lose like this, this was different. Like, Brock doesn't do the job like this normally. It, yeah, it usually takes like 55 finishers or a machete and an Uzi, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's this match is going on first. I want to get out of here, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, in a lot of ways, this was kind of his first real loss in a long time. Right. Like, WrestleMania was kind of fluky. Um, so, yes. Yeah. Yes. Competitive match and he lost. Right. Yeah. I uh, missed Raw and SmackDown last week. I couldn't believe in the recap what they showed of Seth's promos. I heard uh, oh. people talking about it online. That was really bad. I hope tomorrow night they give him something fresh, something exciting comes out. I mean, he just sounded like a dork. I mean, just like not the. I mean, the opposite of everything you want in a champion in those promos from Monday. Is when he's got to take it over himself. 
he's got a, I don't know if he's figured himself out yet as a baby face mm. um, when it comes time to talking. And he's got, you're the champ. You, this is your chance to really, you know, talk to creative and say, hey, I see what you guys got here. Can we try this? And if they say no, then you got to just let it hang. You're the champion. They're not going to fire you. You're the champion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hope it's a home run. Yeah, because that, that promo last week, If I, I mean, if I was WWE, I'd never play that again. Uh, it's, oh, WWE, I'd fire everybody in the game. Creative Gen, I wrote that for him. Oh, man, it was brutal. <laughs> it sounded like he took, and his deliveries, sounded like he took like 14 Ambien before doing it. And, you know, it was like. That's their job. Yeah. You know these guys, you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses, you know how they sound verbally on the microphone, like pitch tone. You know all that. It's your job to know that. Is he going to come across nerdy? Enough of us said it. All right, not just our podcast, everybody's podcast and everybody's recaps. And then the fans, most importantly, opinion, he sounded nerdy and geeky and whiny, more importantly. And from that moment on, when they started giving up read that feedback, that's their job to change gears. Okay, so we can't do this again. And they did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember the Brock Lesnar want? Uh, he's a Seth Rollins wannabe. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. Brock was on a farm, Galen Hay, you know. Being a mini monster as a little Brock Lesnar <laughs> and wanting to be the world national champion amateur wrestler. They go to the University of Minnesota, be a gold golfer, be an All American there. He stopped and said, You know what? I'm going to go to WWE because I will be the next Seth Rollins. Yeah. You nuts. Yeah. That was uh, <laughs> like no one can suspend their disbelief for that, right? Like no <laughs> one, it's so out of the. Uh, out of the realm of possibility that you just kind of take everyone out of it right off the bat when you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Brock Lesnar was not saying, hmm, all these wrestlers I want to model after. I'm going to want to want stuff after the guy who went shopping at Hot Topic and threw some Hot Topic leather pants on. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, you guys doing, I, I like to tell you Brock is not modeling himself after guys doing flips and, you know, <laughs> work rate guys. Um, yeah. But, uh, Brock looked great tonight. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where they go with him. He did. Well done. Earned his money. Yeah. No, it's uh, something else, man. I think tonight was uh, what we want to see more often than not from a Brock Lesnar match. Hey, so AJ Styles is getting paid a million dollars a year. What does Brock get? Oh, um... It's like a hundred thousand per appearance. Oh no, it's, I think it's more than that. It's it's close to like it's like five to ten mil in that range. Wow, uh, per year. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Talk about wrestling in the wrong era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It uh him leaving for the UFC, I mean that was the best decision he could have ever made because uh I just don't Yeah, definitely. It made him even bigger, right? But but, but Raj, like I just don't get the logic like how this is works. How this is supposed to work is I always thought was you bust your tail, you get over it, and then the show's ratings go up. And then there's more money to be had because now the houses are freaking booming, merch is booming, and uh, well, pay-per-views we don't have them anymore are selling higher. But more importantly, yeah. it starts with the ratings. So for TV ratings, so I just like this is so ass backwards. The ratings are down, the houses are down, merch is what it is. It ain't no John Cena merch, right. um, or Hulk Hogan merch, or Stone Cold merch. Right, and yet these guys are getting paid millions of dollars. I don't understand this. Yeah, I mean that's uh, it's a weird time we're in. We're, uh, totally hating, by the way. Don't make it. Don't have to go to right now. I am totally hating. Matt, you're the, you're the same age as Brock Lesnar and Trish Stratus. I'm just saying, it's not too late, pal. I know, right? I get ranked. <laughs> oh, uh, a couple of people bringing up that they had pyro tonight. The yeah. first time on a pay per view that wasn't a, a stadium show. So yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah good call. Yeah, it looked cool. It you know it just feels 
just feels more alive when they do that. Definitely, bigger, bigger, the bigger, the 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 bigger the star feels like we're seeing. Absolutely. So So, yeah, it was cool. The question is, where do they go next with Seth? Where do they go next with Brock? What do you think the plan is? This going to be a rematch at Clash of the Champions? Um, I mean, I could see them keeping Brock off of TV for a couple months until you know it's time to go on Fox. Um, And Seth, uh, I don't know who else. There's no one really. I mean, you see how quickly they'll just throw someone in, like they did. Samoa Joe for Kofi. So, I mean, they could do something like that where they just throw someone like a Drew, uh, someone like that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would guess Drew if I had to, if I had to guess. The worst thing that can happen is Vince not knowing what to do with the Fiend reaction that he witnessed tonight. Yeah. And then go, that's it. The Fiend versus Seth Rollins. <laughs> yeah. The worst thing. Yeah, too soon. Very too soon. How long, long was it before The Undertaker started getting? Uh, it was a year before he got that title shot against Hogan. Remember? Yeah. Uh, so it was it at the next premature, It felt premature. I remember like yesterday. It did feel premature. When he won it? To me as a little boy, it did. Yeah. But it did do what it was supposed to do. It made him. I remember like. Yeah. And it, and it was one of the. It was one of those not real title reigns, right? Undertaker had it for like a day or something or a week. Yeah, Hulk Hogan lose a title a lot back then. Yeah, yeah. And he was more on Flair. I think he was yeah. the I think he was the first heel to pin Hogan um outside of Andre, you know, since you know in the Vince McMahon Jr. area era. So hmm. it was a big deal. Interesting, no men's tag team titles defended tonight or uh, competed for, no intercontinental title tonight. So uh Clash of the Champions will be interesting. We'll have everything on the line next month. We'll see. Who's Daniel Continental? Shinsuke Nakamura. I had to look it up. <laughs> Versus AJ, you're gonna be class champion then, right? Or no? Uh, is it? No, that's Survivor Series. I, I don't. I don't know if they're gonna keep doing that, but where they do the champion versus champion. Yeah, that that was Survivor Series. Clash of Champions is just every title is defended. Yeah. Which does seem a little misleading. Clash of the Champions should be champions competing against they each other. Be clashing. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Clash of the Titans. The Titans. Well, Perse- uh, Perseus wasn't really a Titan, so also that misleading. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> what's that look uh, from Matt Morgan? What? <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't a Clash of the Titans fan as a kid? We're the sure. same age, dude. Come on. <laughs> it went Star Wars, sure. then Flash Gordon, then Clash of the Titans. Flash Gordon was phenomenal. Yes. Flash Gordon was that. phenomenal. Better so, than Star Wars, I thought, as a child. Yes, so that- me too. They do these watch alongs. Have you have you seen those where they they'll have like some NXT guys uh, watching the show backstage and and then they stream it on YouTube. So Matt Riddle was talking about running into Goldberg tonight. <laughs> he ran into Goldberg uh, outside of his dressing room, and uh, I'll just read you what he said. I guess Goldberg told him that they have some talking to do. <laughs> uh, Matt replied, "Well, we can talk anytime, bro." And they're just kind of like, yeah, okay. And uh, I guess Goldberg said, I'm not your bro. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, was kind of it. That was kind of it. And then he said, yeah, I'll see you later. And, hey, it was a pleasure meeting you. So cordial enough. So Matt Riddle, Goldberg, seems like they settled their differences a little bit. Who said it was a pleasure meeting? Uh, Goldberg. And then Matt Riddle responded, the pleasure was all mine, bro. And then he again goes, I'm not your bro. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know. 
I get what Riddle it's is strong. doing, but yeah, it's trolling. It's there's nothing serious to be had with all this stuff. Matt is just as credible as you saying, like Brock, I'm coming for you. Goldberg, yeah. you and me. Yeah. <sighs> It'll never happen. Homeboy's nowhere near nowhere near the stadium that would house the ring that would have that match. <laughs> yeah. Like you think that Vince is gonna go, oh wait a minute, is that this riddle kid take on gold? No. <laughs> I mean so one ticket. It's yeah. a one ticket. But yeah. Ziggler, like no one's there to see Ziggler compete against Goldberg. No one's like, oh, I can't wait to see how Ziggler reacts to this. Because we were going to watch all of us that tuned in or paid money. I don't know how you pay money. Except you go in person anymore nowadays. But to watch Goldberg's entrance, yeah. to watch Jackhammer, Jackson Spear, that's what we watched tonight. That's what we wanted to see. Yeah. That's it. We, it could have it been anybody else in that role. That's we would true. not have cared. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. see Vince looking at Matt Riddle and being like, oh, you know, we're going to have him, you know, be, take out Brock next. I just don't see, you know, because I, I, I'll oh. see a lot of people in the chat saying, like, Riddle against Brock or Riddle against Goldberg. He's like, oh, no. he will dwarf him. It won't look right. Yeah. I'm telling you. I don't care about, well, it's real and he could really do. <laughs> it's different when you're in the ring with a heavyweight. It's much different when you're in the ring with a heavyweight. They're bigger joints, they're bigger muscles, especially when that heavyweight knows what the hell he's doing. That's how to throw hands. It knows how to roll around. It knows how. It knows jujitsu. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's a different. It's a different ball game. It's much harder. It's like a guard trying to take a, a center on on the on the block and, and trying to make like do low, you know, big man post up moves on him. That center would throw his shit to the fifth row. Yeah. Every single that guard would not get a shot off. Yeah, and Matt Riddle was a middleweight, right, in the UFC. So he fought at one seventy. <laughs> no clue. Never seen. Fight. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was like one I just know, you know, I'm going to keep calling him a spade a spade. He is insanely talented, though. Yeah. You know? WWE is running a poll on Twitter right now. 27,000 votes. Your favorite match at SummerSlam, Balor versus Wyatt, 54%. Uh, Not even close. Styles versus Ricochet. Kingston versus Orton is in last. Uh, Styles versus Ricochet second. Owens versus McMahon in third, which is interesting. Trish, Trish versus Charlotte was not. They didn't put the women's match on okay. the women's matches, but still, I think uh, Balor versus Wyatt. If they pay attention tonight, I mean, the championship. Well, the championship match is in last. Uh, Kingston versus Orton. This is just these four they're Brock. asking about. They didn't oh, ask sorry. about that. Uh, one they didn't put Brock as an <laughs> option. Um, I maybe they're gonna hot shot Bray Wyatt. I mean, that's the thing. Oh, I know. What else do they got, though? They need a ratings boost. They need ratings to be hot when they hit Fox. But you don't need him to be a champion yet. So No. You know, you could have him feud with anyone. Well, who who would yeah, you I, put Wyatt against next? Sorry, man. Uh, and that? also, I would argue he wouldn't be able to boost the ratings right now anyway. The, the, the mainstream fans still don't know what that is. They, they haven't seen it yet. Yeah. He needs more time, more air to breathe. And get and continue to get hugely over to where everybody's talking. Like, you've got to see this to their friends, and then this is the the magnet that brings the mainstream fan back. Going, okay, I'll give it a try. I'll watch. Mm. Somebody texts, you know, forwards them the YouTube clip with it on. And they're like, oh yeah, that is different. I got to see this clap. When's this dude on? Right. And then you say Monday night, and you know, text me when he's on again. I want to see. And that's how you bring him back. Yeah. They should be running Firefly Funhouse promos on <laughs> Fox programming during Family Guy, <laughs> during The Simpsons. That's how you get people totally, to Totally, 100%. That would be neat. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting fall, guys. Yeah. Yeah, Summer Sam's always kind of the, uh, I mean, that's kind of depicts the end of the summer, you know. We're moving on to 
to the fall here, even though it is kind of early in the month still. SummerSlam is usually the end of the month, so anyway. Yeah. Isn't that weird that like schools are going back in session tomorrow? When we were kids, it was always after Labor Day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah same here. These kids don't have summer anymore. Yeah. Very strange. Uh, anything else to cover before we take this home? Uh-huh. No, I think that's it. Uh, on the site, we got interviews with Dolph Ziggler, uh, Mark Henry from SummerSlam weekend, a uh, bunch of uh, bunch of ROH stars, Alex Shelley. Um, so that, that'll all be coming up this week. Matt Morgan. Hey, why, really quick, why is Motor City Machine Guns not a tag team? Um, is it? Like, how uh, are they not an AEW tag team? Like tearing it up with Young Bucks is my question. Well, Alex Shelley had retired, he, and he just came back, and okay. it was Chris Sabian, right? And Alex Shelley. Yeah, I, yeah I forget what Chris Sabian's doing right now, but um, Sabin. Sabin. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure what he's doing right now. You shall see. I am out tomorrow and Tuesday. So, uh, who are you guys going to be hosting with? It'll be uh, the. Justin uh, will be filling in for you. So nice. Yeah. Where are you going? I'm actually going to your neck of the woods, Matt. I'll be in Orlando, Florida, at podcast movement all week. See that, folks? He wasn't even going to tell me. I was going <laughs> to tell you. I was going to tell. I wasn't going to tell you too far in advance. But no, we. Should, if you have uh, time for you to get lunch, maybe on Friday, we'll figure it out. I'll yeah. be there. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. We will catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And to learn more about Bloodsport and the Kumite, visit your local library. Till next time, take care. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.